Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> yeah, let me get a, uh, I got plant-based food here. Okay, it don't matter. Let me get an order of large fries. Um, let me get uh, what the fuck is this? Is this motherfucker like to eat? I don't even be knowing what the hell he likes to eat. Uh, you know what? Just give me like a, a large Big Mac or a good burger, or whatever. And like, let me get extra fries. Um, oh yeah, let me get that new episode of No Rap Before Nine too. <laughs> Shit is uh, it's pretty much David Banner in a verse, and you know we I'm I'm I'm, I'm keeping it light. We sticking to the mantra of no rap before nine. What's going on, everybody? How we doing? My name is Scumbag Millionaire. Welcome back to No Rap Before Nine. And I hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope everybody is you know con continuing to take care of one another. Remember, we whatever we we practicing on here, we preaching. Whatever we preaching, and we practicing. Vice versa, potato tomato, potato mulatto. None of that made no goddamn sense. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, uh, first piece of business is I just want to quickly, quickly, very quickly, because it ain't about me. It's about y'all. Is talk about an, an amazing bike ride that I went on over the fucking uh, past week. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I participated in a uh, charity event called Bike to the Beach. Uh, I pretty much biked 50 miles nonstop, uh, more or less. Um, to Dewey Beach, I uh, currently reside in the Washington, D.C. area. My community really came through for me, like, for real, bro. Um, uh, 
you know, personally, I used to be a scammer, man. I used to be out here getting niggas for their fucking money. And just to be able to turn over a new leaf and have my community believe in me and really push the envelope on an important topic, that's that just speaks uh, huge volumes. Thank you. So I just really want to say thank you to any and everybody in the MoCo area, the Virginia area, the DMV area in general. Thank you for helping me raise over $1,200 for kids with autism and uh, disabilities all over, man, for real. Y'all are the MVPs, man. Give it up for yourself one time. Oh, my God. Thank you. For real. Yeah, so, I mean, that was nothing short of amazing. Uh, you know, once again, just literally could not have done that without the home team of the of the community that, you know, that I reside in, that I support, that I, that I love, and, you know, et cetera, and so on and so forth. Um, got some misinformation this week about corona. You guys are very familiar with that. All right, Lager, based out of Mexico. Uh, so I got wind that they were, they, that they had halted all production for like a month and a half or so, maybe even two because of COVID-19. Um, so then that would have meant around the end of this month, beginning of next month, basically for like a month and a half, uh, time period, there were, there would have been no Corona, no tequila. Um, but a brand manager of uh, Corona reached out to me and told me that that information is false. Uh, Corona has still been in production, has, everything has, you know, the, Things have slowed down in a sense, but the production of Corona has not ceased. Okay, so uh, thank goodness, um, because I was definitely fearful that y'all motherfuckers was about to do that Corona like I did that toilet paper in the beginning of uh, COVID-19. I mean, shit was fucking terrible. Luckily, I had grabbed a surplus before all that shit started. Um, but tequila, don't know. Uh, there is no def definitive word on the tequila drought, whether it's going to happen, whether it's not. Um, but there will be things that aren't available. For example, 18 packs will no longer be made in Corona. Like Corona won't be available in, in an 18 pack. Um, so it's 612 or get fucked up. You know what the hell I'm saying? <laughs> I've always wondered like how many beers I can drink before like I'm literally slurring my fucking words. Like I, I, I know it when it's going on, but typically when that is happening, I'm already on the way home. Like I don't, I really don't, I hardly ever get drunk in front of people anymore, and I just want to kind of build off of this right now. Uh, if you are 25 plus and you out here still drinking to get fucked up, you um, you need to put that down, okay? Um, it's no longer safe in this world. I mean, it never was safe to begin with, but it ain't safe to be out here drinking and to be in, in um, like public areas and not be one of those people who can't control their liquor. Like, I, I know way too many people who are my age, who are older than me and you know they have one shot too many first of all it should never get to one shot too many at my age 30 plus you should know when one shot is too many like i got like i, I got a 10 drink minimum period i mean that's with shots that's with beers i typically don't go over that uh because who knows what i have to do my friend might get into a fight i gotta drive betsy over here home i got i may get left and i have to walk to the nearest bus stop i may have to ask for directions I may have to find out where the fuck I am. Who knows where the hell I'm even, you know, because I'll be all over the goddamn place. So who knows where the hell I'm going to end up after a whole bottle of tequila. Ain't no fucking telling, and I'm not about to be trying to find out. So just word to the wise, my adults, you know, those people who want respect out here. You know, a lot of people want respect from others, including us, and don't do nothing to, to, to get that respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, you a loud mouth, you obnoxious, your head's up your ass, but you demand respect. I don't even understand what, where people like that come off. It's just, so it's just it's just very interesting to me, you know, but um, but you're, you you need to be hold yourself accountable, too, because if you're out with the homies and you see, you know, Joe Schmo over here pounding back, 
you know, a, a pickleback, and then a Mai Tai, and then a tequila soda, and then he hitting the JMO. Oh, you, yeah, you better go find his car keys and just keep a close eye on him. No one's saying you got to babysit somebody. Because at this age, you should know what the fuck you're doing. If not, then, I mean, you you, you got some you got a little bit more L's to take. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, just keep an eye on this man over here. Make sure he don't get naked in the bar. Because if he get naked, then you tossed out. You're hanging out with the crazy guy who gets naked in the in the in public, and you know, I don't I don't know what's gonna become of your night, but it's not gonna end well for you either, you know, because you might have to drive a naked man home, and who knows how that'll fucking turn out, you know. My bad, yeah. The reason I had to play that is because I'm sure by now uh, that you guys have heard about this Mike Tyson challenging Roy Jones, Ju- Roy Jones Jr. Uh, quick little back back uh, backstory. Uh, I used to watch Roy Jones Jr. box back in the day, and that's because he was popping at the time. I think it was like early mid 2000. No, it was definitely early 2000s. Uh, he came up with a video game, uh, and and I swear I had no idea that he was still alive for this matter. Like. Like, uh, I just didn't even know. But now to come to find out that he's going to challenge or has accepted the challenge to fight uh, Mike Tyson. Let me tell you something. This is a pay-per-view that they're, they're going to get my money. I'm not streaming that shit. I'm not having no buffering going on. I'm going to watch Mike Tyson kill someone in the ring finally. Because, you know, all these old Mike, you know, stories and videos of Mike Tyson. I wasn't old enough. I wasn't watching boxing. So I don't really know too much about that. I've heard the stories. It's like a fucking folktale. You know, I bit this dude's ear off in the middle of the ring and just kept going just the stories to hear of someone so great. Um, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm you like, I, I got to see that. It's important to be a part of history, like especially with this, uh, excuse me, those are the fans chiming in, my bad. Um, there it goes again. I deeply, it's probably going to happen a third time because people just, I don't know. I, no? Okay, well, great. Then we can move the fuck on with our lives. Thank you very much for interrupting me and the people's time. Um, where the hell was I? Oh, being a part of history. It's important to be a part of history. Um, for example, a couple pieces of history that I own. Uh, one is the Nats championship. Go Nats. Still champions, by the way. Uh, the Stanley Cup by the Washington National uh, Capitals. Uh, Washington Redskins changing their name. Washington football team. Wow, that, uh, I fuck, what the hell? I fucking told you, right? I knew it was going to come. I fucking knew it. There's, there's no way I can just live my goddamn life, right? Jesus H, Mary, and Joseph. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, being a part of history. Uh, it's imperative. It's important. Uh, I'm not a Redskins fan, but I did cop some gear just off the sole fact that I come from a Redskins family. It's pretty cool. I'm going to get it autographed. I'm going to get it framed. Never going to touch it. Probably won't even look at it. Every time I walk by it, I might throw it in my mouth just a little bit. But like I said, going back to being a part of history, it's fucking awesome. It feels fucking good. Uh, the aforementioned articles of history that I have. Uh, I'm going to frame them. They're going to just be a part of uh, my journey in life and the things that I got to witness. And it's come to my attention that my generation is very lost. Uh, and we, we tend to put labels on things that don't necessarily deserve those labels. And then we want labels that we don't want three months down the line. Uh, and what I'm trying to get at is the the definition and I guess the uh, the explanation between talking to someone dating them, and then putting a flat-out title on them. Like, this is my fiancé, this is my boyfriend, this is my husband. Um, and I've been scouring my social media to try to talk to people who uh, would love to chime in and, and chat about this. But sadly, um, you know, everyone wants to watch the show. 
no one wants to be a part of the show. And I, and I totally respect that because you don't really want your business out there. Uh, and side note about business, Dom Kennedy has a new album out. Uh, it's fucking fire. Hit Boy, Offline, Track 1, super, super fire. Just thought I'd throw that in there as well, you know. Really quickly, I wanted to backtrack about my um, my charity bike ride that I have had over the past weekend. Uh, a couple days prior, um, I had a friend reach out to me, very, very distraught, very, very upset. And the reason for them being upset is because they recently found out that they were diagnosed with COVID. And um, this person had a lot of things to say to me on the phone uh, and in the text inbox, very aggressive for lack of better words. And um, I can't help but to sympathize with how much this person feels um, and their emotions toward me and what I've been doing since COVID has been a thing. Um, and for, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, don't worry. Um, basically, her, um, her entire family had it, well, has it. And uh, now she's been recently diagnosed with it. And she, when, when quarantine and, and COVID first started, she, she was terrified. Uh, she bunkered down. She stayed in that, like she went grocery shopping, I want to say like once or twice, and then never left the house. I mean, we're talking, to, we're talking about someone who has been in the house and has not left. I mean, she gets groceries dropped off at her crib the whole nine. Uh, since like, since the beginning of March. It's been what, four months, five months? Um, has taken every precaution necessary. Doesn't really come into contact with too many people. Luckily, she gets to work from home, so she doesn't really have to be in contact with her people at her job. Uh, and like I mentioned, her whole family had it, so she didn't want to run. She did not want to run the risk of her catching it. Um, over the course of the last couple of months, she has seen me be outside and do the grocery shopping thing and do the traveling thing and and be in cahoots with all sorts of people. Okay, and um, I'm negative. Okay. Um, and more recently, I went on this bike ride uh, with, I want to say, over 1,200 riders just in Delaware alone. Um, so she reached out to me and she was just extremely upset. And she said, you know, her words were more along the lines of, I'm upset because I've taken all these precautions and still get it while you are out here roaming the fucking streets without a care in the world and you don't have it. Um, now, part of me did feel bad, um, and I also didn't know what to say. Because I do, like her, I do have a lot of friends and associates who are forced to be home and separate themselves from the rest of the world, and they're not built for that. Like, a lot of people out here aren't built for solitary confinement, um, and she's just upset. She's more, confu I, I, you know, personally, I think that she's, she's a little bit more uh, scared and confused as to how the fuck she caught it in the first place. Um, and then there is jealousy. There's there's envy of people of her having to watch her friends go out and enjoy each other's company and uh, live our life without fear. And um, while she has to remain in the house and just kind of watch the days go by constantly for months now. Um, I don't really know how to how to nurture that. I don't really know how to how to fight that with with love. Um, I'll, you know, I, I, I guess the only thing that I can really, you know, no, nah, nope, I got nothing, nothing at all. Um, and I frankly, I, to be honest, I, I hear about it all the time. I hear about a lot of my associates catching COVID. Um, 
And I, all I can really do is just say that I'm, I'm blessed. I'm not saying that anyone else is less blessed than me. Um, you know, I guess that uh, there is, I mean, there is a theory going around too. That a lot of people out here think that they've already had it. I, I, don't, I don't know if, I'm, if I categorize myself in that theory or in that, you know, in that diagram of a theory. But, you know, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And a lot of times we're, we're backed into corners and we don't have no real, no answer for them. We don't have no no real good solution. All we can do is say, I'm sorry, you're welcome, thank you. I mean, I mean, what the fuck you all, what, what, what the hell you want us to say, man? Come on. Uh, I kind of want to build on the, uh, on the COVID thing. You know, at this point we're, what are we, five months into COVID-19, 2020? Uh, I'm still watching people uh, going places with the mask on, however, the mask is pulled below their nose. And I don't know if these people understand, or I don't know if, if people don't know. So I'm here to tell you, uh, the mask needs to go above and on your nose too. Now, I'm a huge culprit. You can count, you can, you know, uh, you can at me all you'd like. I mean, I'm, I'm one of them cats that either I'm not wearing the mask or it's below my nose or, you know, I'm never really wearing it properly, but I also, a lot of the times, I personally feel like I'm not really anywhere where I need it, per se. If I'm going to the gas station, if I'm going to the grocery store, yeah, it's on my face. But, I mean, other than that, uh, I'm not really I'm not really wearing it. I'm not telling you what to do and how to live your life. Once again, we've, we've talked about this before. Um, but I am seeing people not wearing the mask properly, but then got the nerve to be out here telling everybody else that they should be wearing a mask or how they're not wearing it properly. Uh, COVID-19 is no joke, uh, but, you know, other people are dying in, in other, um, aspects other than COVID. For example, uh, just want to take a quick second to, uh, say, uh, rest in peace to Frank Ocean's little brother. His name is Ryan, I believe, uh, died in a car crash, um, early Sunday morning, today morning, uh, well, Sunday, early Sunday morning. Um, so peace and restoration, please, to him and his family. Uh, it's never it's never easy losing somebody, especially someone uh, as close as a sibling. Um, you know, please just put put Frank and uh, his family in your in your in your hearts and in your prayers and shit like that. Um, you know what is crazy though? I mean, we 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 gonna go stupid far left. You know what is so fucking crazy? I just I just got done trolling on the internet and six nine just dropped a video. I'm not even sure what the name of the video is. Uh, give me two seconds. What's this drink called? Uh, I, I don't even know. Hold on. Let's let's. Hurt a little nigga. Hurt a little nigga. Use a little dummy little nigga. Dirty little nigga. Use a little bummy little nigga. Ugly ass nigga. Niggas act. Have y'all seen this fucking video? Your man is walking around New York, deep. I'm talking squatted the fuck up. I mean, and you know them. These motherfuckers are really riding for him. I mean, mainly because they know that they eating. And I mean, I look. I don't know, man. Y'all. We've all spoken, and y'all have heard my my take on this whole uh, Takashi Six Nine thing, but this dude is out in these streets, no fucking fear, like none whatsoever. I don't I don't know what's gonna become of him in the rest of his career, but it just saddens me to to really see him out here thriving like this. Uh, I shouldn't say saddens because that makes me sound like a hater. So I mean, it's just very um. I don't even know the fucking word, so I'm gonna just stick with it. It, it pisses me the fuck off. That I'm watching this motherfucker out here drop these videos, make all this cake, and Possumoke is still gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just... Oh, woe is me. I want you all to start paying attention to how small something 
how big of a role something so small plays in your brain. And I know that was weird the way I worded it, um, but I always hear uh, jokes like, oh, I feel old. Boom, stop. Right there. Stop it. Because the moment you say things like that is the moment your brain really starts to perceive things like that. Uh, I think that you all need to take a, a step away from what's going on in the TVs, okay? Uh, everyone is elated and ecstatic that basketball is back. And I don't understand why. You know, you are glad that you get to watch people put their life on the line for your entertainment. I mean, it's kind of sick to me. I mean, if you, if you think about it. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a culprit too. I mean, I want there to be an NFL season, but at the, at the expense of someone else's life, I mean, I don't know how important it is for me right now. I, we have all been through five months without sports, and I think we're doing just fine. I think we'll be okay if we give these guys the year off. These motherfuckers are still going to make all their money. You know, these endorsements ain't going nowhere. Uh, the same thing goes for all these uh, crazy-ass serial killer shows and indictments and all this shit on the internet that you've seen about the government. That shit is really fucking with your energy, yo. Like, for real, you gotta... Like, I've said this before, I'm gonna say it a thousand times. Excuse me. Fuck that media shit, man. Like, for real. It's like, step away from what that TV's telling you. It is dampening your mood. It is putting you in a, in, a, in a frame of mind that you don't think you need to be doing something. And that's not even the case. Like, for real, you need to get up off your bumpkin. You need to take life. You need to grab life by those fucking horns. You need to tackle it. You need to fucking, you know, get up in their ass. Stomp a mohole in their ass, as Stone Cold you would say. And I'm saying these things just like, like an analogy to, like, Tackle life. Stop waiting for some shit to come to you, young. Go get it. You are strong enough to go get these things. Think about everything that you've been through in your life up until today or last week or last month or shit, even the beginning of the year. You still here. You are. You still got that roof over your head. You still paying that car note. You still paying that cell phone bill. You struggling. Yes, I understand. But guess what? You are still here. And the fact that you are still here means that you need to kind of strive and push and want for some more. A lot of us still hold on to things in the past. Those things prevent us from moving forward. Those things prevent us from uh, being able to live a successful and happy life. And it's funny because uh, someone told me uh, about two months ago that, that I'm rich. Uh, you know, if I want a million dollars, I probably wouldn't even do much with it because I... Um, I'm rich off experience. I'm rich off life. Like there, there are a lot of qualities about myself that I hold dear and very close to my heart that make me rich, and 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 that's what my val. That's what I find value in. And you know what? He's absolutely right. I mean, but on the offhand, you know, it wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt to have half a million dollars in my pocket to you know sort some things out. You know, figure out how much my hype is like not stuff. But no, he's absolutely right. Uh, the moment you can stop focusing on these these material things and oh my goodness dude i just came from a thrift flea market today still buying shit now it didn't cost me an arm and a leg in my firstborn child but still like we're still putting way too much um i guess value on the on these things that we don't need you know we are consistently giving these uh these fake heroes power you know people like virgil abloh people like uh who who, who else are michael jordan you know like understand this there's no shade thrown to these people but if we spent the same amount of energy that we poured into them and we poured it into our own community, you would probably be a lot more happy with who is representing you or who speaks for you or, you know, who is coming up out of your city. For, I mean, for example, like, dude, there's a there's a band uh, in, in my neck of the woods. I think they're called Sloppy Vicious or some, something like that. Um, 
But I love everything they do, dude. And I'm a, I, I would pour into that. I'm going to repost every fucking thing. I'm going to like everything. I'm going to subscribe to their fucking channel. Because when they make it, it feels like I've made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my community putting on for me. Uh, you know, and a lot of us are still out here throwing shade toward people that are doing good things. And it's because we're jealous and we don't have the work ethic and we lazy. Um, I mean, that's just the bottom fucking line about it, dude. Like, someone always wants to complain about something, but then if you put the spotlight on them and ask them to do it, they're not going to do it. And it's because they fucking lazy and they don't have the heart. Don't let people be selling your shit short out here, man. You work hard for something, you deserve it. You Hey, gloat all you want. Pat on the back. That's all you, bro. Well, for those of you that have been keeping up with No Right Before Nine and just uh, and just me in general, I have um, a couple of announcements that I, I've, I've been holding and I've been really excited because I've been working hard on them and I've just been wanting to share things with the world, man. It's what creatives do. Please don't ever stunt creatives out here. Um, you know, there, there is a method to their madness. Uh, I promise you there is. Uh, and everything they do, low key, there there is a reason behind those things. Um, so you ever come across creative, please don't ever uh, shun or try to throw shade at what they see because you can't see it. Just ask them to explain it to you. Um, but anyway, uh, um, when all this started, um, I knew that I wanted to do something visually appealing for everybody. I knew that I wanted to connect on a deeper level uh, with more than just words. I wanted to be able to show you guys things. I wanted you guys to come with me to places and, and, and feel like, you know, we're sitting down and we're traveling together. Um, so over the past couple of weeks, I've been in cahoots with uh, a couple of different production teams, and I am uh, excited to announce that No Rap Before Now will be going visual. Uh, a YouTube channel has been created, a website has been created, uh, and we're going to start reporting these episodes live uh, and indirect or from your television screen. Um, we've got uh, a crazy awesome lineup of guests that uh, have agreed to do the show. Um, there are a number of cameramen and, and editors and just all of the shooters from the DMV area and Washington DC area that have reached out to me and have just been an amazing help. Um, no Right Before Nine will be also releasing some merch this week. Uh, I really hate to, to, to say the word merch. It kind of just rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Uh, however, I uh, did reach out to a, uh, a local uh, vendor goes by the name of Manny PSD who did help out with some of our shirts this week. Um, shout out to Manny, dude, for real. That's a hard worker right there. So uh, we've actually taken the liberty of hand dyeing um, just over about 250 t-shirts, uh, all of which will, of course, be a one of one. Nothing will be uh, replicated. Um, and when you get it in the mail, if you do choose to order, um, it will be like, I mean, you don't know what you're necessarily going to get. You won't know your design, your color, nothing like that. Um, but I just think that brings a really good uh, anticipation vibe to the entire uh, project. Um, we're going to be traveling to New York. We're going to be traveling across the country. We're going to be hitting down south. Uh, we're going to stay local. We're going to report a lot of local things for you in the DMV area. Um, we have an amazing platform that we're stepping onto. Uh, the next level of this collective is, uh, is for you guys. Um, I have always wanted to do something like this. It's great to just uh, continue to uh, to just grow for all of you. Um, it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to be a part of. Um, and that's kind of why I just wanted to keep this episode not really geared around anything in particular. I kind of just wanted to share what I was going through this week. I hope that a lot of you guys will reach out to me um, and maybe share some things with me that you'd like me to discuss on a larger platform. Because like, like most of you know me, 
Uh, nothing's off the table. I'm not afraid of nobody or what I got to say. Or if you want me to say it for you, psh, hey, I'm live. Bo, I'm, I'm, I'm ready and willing. Please reach out to me. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, though, we'll be reaching out to some ladies. We're going to talk about the difference between dating someone, courting them. Uh, I mean, all the above. We'll even see if we can get some women of my past who probably hate my fucking guts <laughs> to come on the show and uh, see if we can um, see if we can do some shit that way. But, uh, hey, as always, everybody, um, continue to take care of yourself. Love thy neighbor. Um, watch out for one another, bro. For real, it's, it's a very uh, scary time to be out here. Uh, my name is Scumbag Millionaire. This has been a... This has been another episode of No Rap Before Nine. Man, peace be with you, for real. Take it to